It's Easter Sunday. And something strange has happened. Something that has never, ever happened before. A man, two days ago, died. He was crucified. Well, first he was tortured. Then he was crucified. Then, for good measure, after he was dead, a lance was pierced through his side into his sacred heart. And blood and water poured out. Friday afternoon, a man was dead. And today, he is alive. Something strange has happened. Something that has never happened before. But someone was raised from the dead. Not only was he raised from the dead, but he seems to appear almost instantly in one place and then another place and then another place. Not only was this man raised from the dead, but now he he walks through locked doors and he still has wounds in his hands and his feet and in his side, but they're not bleeding, they're not festering, they're not the wounds of death, but they're the wounds of glory. Something strange, something new has happened today. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead just as he said he would. Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. St. John tells us he was speaking of the temple of his body. And yes, the body of Jesus Christ is the new temple. What is the temple? The temple is where God comes to meet man. And in the body of Jesus, man and God are united forever and ever. And through the cross and in the resurrection, or rather through the cross, we are enabled now to live in the resurrection by the gift of baptism. Christ is risen, alleluia. Christ is truly risen. Something that has never happened before and has never happened since has happened today. Well, I guess it did happen in the case of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Anyway, something that has not happened before has happened today and you and I are able to participate in that in this Easter mystery. Wow. So what's different for us? See the apostles, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna, the other Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the mother of God. Their lives were changed. They couldn't go back to the old way of life. There was, no, there was no going back because they knew what they had seen. They knew what they had heard. They knew what they had experienced. That Jesus Christ the Lord, risen from the dead, appeared to them. That they could see, like Thomas, the wounds in, the, in his hands and in his feet and in his side. And there, was, there is no going back. No, they will simply testify. He commissioned us, Peter says, to preach to the people and to testify that He is the one appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. And so Peter testifies and Paul testifies and Mary Magdalene testifies and the Gospel writers testify and James and Jude and all the rest, they testify that Jesus Christ is God made man, that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, that Jesus Christ is who He says He is, that His claims are true, that He is God, that He has broken death, that He has 
broken the bondage to which that we have to sin and to Satan and to hell and that we can be free. So what does your life and mine look like today? How is today different than yesterday? How is today, now that we have reached Easter, different than how we lived before Lent? Because St. Paul tells us it, it, it's got to be different. Let us celebrate the feast. For our Paschal Lamb, our Easter Lamb has been sacrificed. And we celebrate not with the old yeast of malice and wickedness. But no, no, no. With the unleavened bread of sincerity and of truth. Sincerity and truth. How do we live more sincerely? After our journey through Lent. How do we live more truly? How do we have less malice, less gossip, less wickedness today than 45 days ago? Brothers and sisters, do not let Jesus have died for you in vain. Do not let the gift of baptism poured out upon you be in vain. But live, live the life of the resurrection. Live the life of the disciples who saw and at least eventually believed. Run to see Jesus in the tomb. Run to tell other people about him. Run to show other people what God has done for you. Show them. They know we are Christians by our love. The world was converted to the love of Jesus Christ because Christians over and over and over again took care of other people. These little babies who their parents didn't want who were left to die out in the elements. The Christians took them and adopted them. The people who were sick or who were ill, especially in times of plague, the Christians went and took care of them. When someone was in trouble, the Christians helped them over and over again. They will know we are Christians by our love. The Christians were so in love with Jesus that they would not dare to break the first commandment, not even to save their lives. They would not dare to worship anything or anyone other than God, not even to save their lives. And so they shed their blood in the Circus Maximus. They shed their blood in the various arenas around ancient Rome, saying, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus has risen from the dead. And like Abraham, who had faith that God could raise his son Isaac even from the dead, so too we know that if we die in Christ, that we will be risen. That we will enjoy his blessing in heaven even now. And that on the last day, he will raise up our bodies like his in glory. So what's different about your life this Easter? 
we cannot go back to the way it was. We cannot go back to our lives before Lent. Learn the lessons from Lent. If your Lent penance worked, why stop? If it helped you come closer to Jesus, why stop? Now is not a time for relaxing our Christianity. No. Now is a time for intensifying our Christianity. Intensifying it in joy. Yes, the joy of Easter looks different than the penance of Lent. But the intensity of our Christianity should only grow as we experience the joy and the love of the resurrection. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Christ is truly risen. Alleluia. Let us rejoice. Let us pray. And let us love one another. God bless you.